Hey guys, and welcome to the Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report, the first podcast to bring you the local fishing report for Alabama's lakes and rivers, whether it's good, bad, or ugly. Presented by Great Days Outdoors Magazine. Are you frustrated by your typical hunting and fishing magazines? Are you tired of reading content meant for guys up north or in the Midwest? Don't get left behind following the guidance of guys who don't hunt and fish in your home state. Pick up a Great Days Outdoors Magazine subscription and become a better Southern outdoorsman. Great Days Outdoors Magazine can be found at your local Barnes & Nobles, Books a Million, Tractor Supply Company, Rule King, Bass Pro Shops, or you can save and buy online at greatdaysoutdoors.com. And brought to you by United Bank. United Bank knows what an important role agriculture plays in our local economy. At United Bank, they are here to support local farmers with financial products and services designed specifically for agribusiness, including real loans for farmland, equipment loans, working line of credit, and more. Truth is, they deeply value the contribution agriculture plays to our community, and they help our local farmers build successful businesses. They want to see you succeed. Learn more at unitedbank.com or stop by any United Bank branch. United Bank, all loans subject to credit approval, equal housing opportunity lender, member FDIC. What's up, guys? I'm your host, Brian Sin. Welcome to this week's show, Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report. Man, really looking forward to this show today. We've got some incredibly cool, cool stuff, some cool products to talk about. And uh, man, you know, here in Alabama, this time of year, we talked about it last week, probably the week before. We'll probably talk about it next week. The weather's just changing like crazy right now. I mean, you got cold. For, we got we got 36 degrees temperatures coming again this weekend. And, uh, you know, it affects the fish. And, and I love hearing from our fishermen each week about how they're catching them, how they're transitioning, what the fish are doing. And uh, it's just such a great resource for all of us. It's an exciting time of the year to fish. We all kind of look forward to the spring, but there's also a lot of spring challenges too uh, with the amounts of rain that we've been getting and, and the temperature changes. But we're going to get back to talking to some of those fishermen next week to see how they've handled the storms this week. And I'm sure there'll be no, more storms next week. But this week is always a, uh, man, I, I say it all the time on here, guys. We, we have Norman with uh, Southeastern Pond Management on to do our, our, our Management Minute show that we try to do for you guys. And it's always one of the shows that I enjoy the most because uh, Norman just has such good insight and knowledge and just professionalism. And uh, so always love to hear what we're going to talk about with Norman. And this week on the show, we're going to be talking about structure. What's the best structure to put out for fish, to hold fish, uh all the different things that you know we want to fish around something right and uh so hey we've got another special guest i'm gonna let norman introduce him but to, first of all norman how's it going brother no oh, going great going great how are you doing brian I, i'm doing good man we've just been watching this weather and uh keeping our these storms and hopefully we won't have any tornadoes roll through here this week amen to that yeah we've had a, we've had enough of that bad weather norman we need to ease up on it i agree yeah, well, well, Norman, we, I know we're going to be talking uh, this week. One of our focuses for the show today is, is structure and, and, you know, putting out the right kind of structure. What's the best to put out for different fish, whether it's crappie or brim or bass. And uh, so I'm excited to hear your input on that. But we also have another very special guest that we're excited to have on. Chris with Texas Hunter is going to be on here. So, man, introduce us to chris yeah so um this is one of my favorite subjects quite honestly and something we enjoy a whole lot in uh, particularly in some of these older lakes that we deal with you know they're they're sort of bereft of cover and natural habitat and structure and chris uh chris blood who's the marketing manager for texas hunter products uh they've worked for uh with us and auburn university now for a couple of years developing just a fantastic uh offering in in the way of fish habitat and attractants to put in these lakes and ponds and uh, enhance natural habitat or the habitat for for fish and uh you know i talk all the time and when chris and i first started visiting about the subject you know fish are are, are pretty adaptive they they don't necessarily 
care what the cover, what the habitat looks like. You know, they, they, they just know that they like it and they can hide in it and they can escape predators in it and they can use it to ambush prey and all these things. But not all structure is created the same from an angler standpoint. So what Chris and his team uh, did such a phenomenal job of, and I'll, I'll let him kind of go through the process, is, is to develop habitat structure that's, that's easily deployable into the lake and it's also very angler friendly so it's kind of snag proof and lasts a long long time and it's simple to to put it out and and so uh, and it's also obviously very effective in attracting fish so chris welcome glad glad you, you could join us today hey thank you norman hello brian appreciate you having me on today Absolutely, Chris. We're excited to have you on, man. And and I'm sitting here looking through your website right now at some of your products. And, and we all, I mean, look, most all of fishermen love to deer hunt too, right? So I don't, not a whole lot of people that listen to this aren't going to be familiar with your deer hunting products because y'all have such amazing products on that side. And so to me, it's, it's, it's awesome to see, to see a company that is known for, for having great products step into the fishing world and create something that honestly norman i i haven't seen anything like it yeah there are some products out there uh, i think uh, from from where i sit uh, chris and his team really took a more of a, a scientific approach if you will to to the design and uh, process and you know just took into account all the variables that that are, are relevant and uh, so I, I think what they've settled on in terms of these these first uh, few uh, items that that they're producing now are uh, really have offers something for everyone you know you've got the stuff that's that that you can suspend in the water column up off the bottom uh, my favorite is the surface attractants the lily pads and the the fishing lilies that that are that simulate as the name would suggest you know it's a uh, you can fish topwater around them and they, you know, really attract fish and, you know, I love the topwater fish. So, yeah, I think it's very revolutionary in terms of uh, bringing something new to the to the pond management arena and something that's uh, sorely needed. Yeah, absolutely. And, and and I want to get in and dive into each of those products and talk about them, Chris, with you. But first of all, before we dive into that, what triggered you guys to say, hey, let's get into the fishing industry. We've done good in the, in the hunting industry. Let's go fishing. Sure. Well, we, uh, we, we've been around, the company's been around over 65 years, started in 1954. And are known for our hunting blinds and, and deer feeders. And probably <clears throat> almost 20 years ago now, we got into the fish feeders and started developing uh, fish feeders. And we have a, a line of fish feeders uh, that feed fish and, you know, ponds and lakes. And we've been working with Norman and his his team all all these years on fish feeders. And so we were looking for areas that we could expand our business and get into something else, uh, you know, some other product lines on our, on our fishing side and visiting with Norman over the years. And, and the subject, uh, would come up about habitat and he has some great ideas and things that were, you know, creating shade, like he mentioned, uh, uh, aquatic vegetation, creating uh, artificial, uh, vegetation so that they don't, uh, take over a lake and, and have to come in with herbicides and so forth. And, be able to do that artificially. And so I took those ideas back to Auburn University and uh, we commissioned the, the school of design there to come up with some designs. And we looked at a lot of different options and came up with about 168 different designs. And then from there, we took those back to Norman and, and some other lake management companies and got their feedback and, and then just started the development process. And so that's, that's how all this came about. It's been about a two-year process and um, we've boiled it down to about six new products that uh, we're, we're proud of and, and feel like we're, they're very effective. And we've got a little bit of everything, top water, mid water, shallow water. There's even a spawning device that we can talk about. And um, so this is our initial uh, launch and array into the, into the habitat. I'll say the smartest thing you Texas boys did was come over here to Auburn to get their advice, right? <laughs> 
That's exactly right. You got it. Yes, sir. That's hey, the they, first place we went. They've got a great fisheries program, no doubt about that. They they do. So the feedback from there, I'm sure, I'm sure they were very helpful. Well, they and, were. And I do want to walk th- through some of these products with you, and and then we'll talk about the importance of them as we go. You know, I, I'll just I'll just say just from looking at at, at this at some of them that I'm looking at right now, you know, I, I've got people here every week, some of the best crappie fishermen in the country by far. Uh, Tony Adams down in Eufaula was on our show last week and uh, he was sending me pictures. Uh, he puts out literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of, of artificial or not artificial, but uh, man-made structure every year. And part of what we was talking about last week with him was he's like brian man the people think they throw christmas trees out uh and that it's it's there for years and years and years he said that's not the case and now that we have the electronics that we have now we can see that you know you go through all the trouble of gathering the trees putting them on a trailer or a truck getting them to a boat tying the bricks on them sinking them and two years later there's really not a lot left uh, they, you know, two, three years is about all you get out of that. And, and Tony, I know, you know, he was sending me stuff last week. I mean, they're having to get flat bottom pontoon boats and take the sides off of it and they're hauling stuff in. It is a massive undertaking to create the structure that these guys create and they don't get all that many years of use out of it. So this is something that for me, I look at and I'm like, man, you know, I don't want to have to go, probably not going to take the time to go build the things that they're building and putting them on trailers and putting them on pontoons. And when I could take something like, like this first product I'm looking at right here, Chris is, let's, I'm not, let's, this is the, um, it's the first picture, uh, on your website. Is it the lily pads, the top No, water? it's not the lily pads. It's the, it's the sink. It looks like you sink it. It's triangle. Uh, pyramid. It's, it's the pyramid. pyramid, right? Right. Fishing mm-hmm. pyramid. Yes. Yes. That looks like something that could take the place of, of what these guys are doing, make it easy to transport and it'll be there for dang near forever. Forever. You're exactly right. Brian, that that product and all of our products, the one of the the first criteria was that one, they're environmentally friendly, so we can put them in the water. They're made out of uh, same materials as uh, kayaks and floating docks and other things that are in ponds and lakes. But the other thing is that they are easy to assemble, so you can get them out on a boat, put them together, drop them in the water. And they are designed to last forever, as Norman, you know, said. It they, they last a long time. They they really are a they're really a lifetime product. So once you get them in the water, they're not going anywhere. That's good stuff. What's the dimensions on this thing? We make two sizes of those fish pyramids. The first one's about three and a half feet tall, and then we make an XL version that's about four and a half feet tall, and it's a uh, four foot wide at the base, each panel all the way around. So. Um, collectively it's about 146 square feet. It's, uh, that, that XL takes up a lot of, a lot of room. It's, um, it's tall, it's wide. So, you know, you put a few of those out in the lake. Um, those are ideal around, you know, fish feed patterns. They have slots in them. They're pyramid shaped, but they have slots in them that we designed for bluegill to be able to get in there. So the forage fish, can escape the the predators like uh, bass and cormorants and other predators and get inside and take refuge until they get to a size to where uh, they can't get in that slot. And that's really when they become like the ideal meal size for a bit largemouth bass. And um, then they also have um, teeth at the bottom so you can anchor them to the ground. They're not going to move around in the in the current. And um, then they have blades, we call them shade blades, that go through the sides, similar to uh, the branches on trees, like you were talking about with the Christmas trees. And they are um, also designed to where they're snag-free, they're not going to snag a lure, um, and they create that shade so that bass can hang out 
under them. One of the things I learned from Norman years ago was bass, and I didn't know this, bass don't have eyelids. So if there's anything that creates some shade in the water, they're going to be hanging out under that. And, um, and that was one of the, one of the things that I kept in my mind when we came out with these lily pads that, that float on top of the water too. They, they create a lot of shade and, uh, they're a, an ideal bass hangout. Yeah. A bass or crappie or, 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 or bluegill either yep. one for sure. That's right. For sure. And, um, so with this product, this particular product here, how much does it weigh and do you add weight to sink it or is it designed to where once you put it together, you just throw it out the side of the boat? The uh, fish pyramid, uh-huh. those, um, that small, the, the, the regular size version, we call it, those um, weigh uh, about 20 pounds. And so there are four panels. They can they snap together. You put the shade blades through them, and then that material is an HDPE material. It floats, and so you can suspend them by just simply attaching them to a cinder block and dropping them off the side of the dock or the side of the boat, and or you can attach the cinder block inside with some cables that come with it and drop it, in, and it'll sink to the bottom. So it'll it, there's two installation methods for that you can put it on the on the bottom and or you can suspend it out there to create even more shade and structure in that vertical water column and and bass will hang out under it and crappie and uh, other fish uh all around that unit so there's two ways to to install it yeah that's very cool and 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 norman i mean talk talk to me just for a minute about the importance uh most of the time and we don't have the option to suspend uh, structure that we put out. And, and this is, uh, obviously this can be suspended and will be suspended for a lifetime. So talk about the importance of being able to suspend it instead of putting it on the bottom. Yeah. So one of the things that, 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 that one of the suggestions I had early on in the project, the development was, you know, we need to figure out ways to get structure in shallow water and in, in mid depth, and reason being, uh, and we've talked about this as it relates to, to a variety of other pond management topics, Brian, but it, it goes back to thermocline, the stratification that occurs in lakes and ponds uh, in the in the in the late spring and summer when the when the surface temp warms up and eventually the water warms up. By the time you get into the really uh, heart of the fishing season in the late spring and summer, these lakes are stratified so that the fish are all living in the upper several feet of the water column, and the thermocline is that point at which the temperature drops, but also the oxygen drops. So fish are, can't spend any uh, time below that thermocline. There's just not enough oxygen in the water uh, for them to survive. So the ability to take these uh, structure items and put them exactly where we want them is key to it. Obviously, the lily pads... And even the grass are designed for uh, for shallow water. Of course, the lily pads you can suspend over whatever depth you want, and they're right at the surface. But these larger items, like the pyramids, the ability to keep them up off the bottom ensures that fish can use them year-round, particularly in the part of the season when we want to be doing a lot of our, then we're typically doing a lot of our fishing. So you could take these pyramids and rather than drop them in 10, 12, 15, 20 feet of water, where in the summertime, that depth probably doesn't have many fish, if any. Uh, we can take that same that same item and suspend it in eight or six or eight or 10 feet of water, wherever we choose, however long we want to make that rope. And, and those fish will absolutely utilize it. So that that's a real key to it. We see all the time. When we go out and visit these lakes, folks say, you know, we we tell them, look, you need to increase the amount of habitat cover. Uh, Not only is it good from a biological perspective, but also enhances the angling. And folks often say, well, there's, there's tons of cover in this lake. We left all the timber. In the deep end, you know, we windrowed it, and and we left it there. And surely, you know, the lake's just a few years old. Surely, it's still there, and it is still there. And and you can go on the depth finder and see it. But in a lot of cases, that's in uh, extreme depth. And and in the winter time, it'll be full of fish, and you can go out and catch fish on it. But in the summertime, when these lakes stratify, Useless. those fish are forced to move away from it. 
they they can't utilize that anymore, and they're absolutely looking for an alternative. Uh, and so that th- these are these are perfect for that. Yeah, absolutely. And and you know, I'm going to refer back to to my guy and you follow Tony down there. I, I've asked and I've talked to him so much about this kind of stuff. But he's like Brian. I, I want my structure to come up at least two thirds of the way to the top of you know to however deep I'm fishing. So if I'm fishing ten foot, I want it to come up at least you know seven foot. And it's for the reason you just said, Norman, is if, if you put it on the very bottom, if everything's on the very bottom, only certain times a year that's that's useful. So having a product like this that you could suspend, and maybe you suspend two, right? You, you One on top of the other. Uh, and that way you get a, it, depending on the depth you're fishing, the depth of the water where you're putting it out, you could, you could easily suspend two of these, one on top of the other one, and have, have cover and, and fishable cover for the entire year. That's yeah, exactly no right, Brian. And and they can be stacked. Um, and we also see where um, there are, uh, multiple products are being utilized to where you have a fishing uh, the uh, fishing lily uh, above on the on the surface, and then below that, stacked below that is is a pyramid suspended, you know, two or three feet below the surface. That's yeah, I exactly like that. Right. All right, guys, let's take a few more minutes and hear from a couple more of this week's sponsors. Fishing Chaos invites all high school and college and social fishing teams to create a free team or club on the Fishing Chaos platform. Clubs can hold tournaments within the high school team or invite rival clubs and teams to compete in CPR, which is catch photo release, events, as well as live weigh-in events, as Fishing Chaos supports most any tournament format. The addition of the new Fishing Chaos Club Management Platform allows teams and clubs to easily communicate with their members about upcoming events. It automates the tracking of Angler of the Year or Team of the Year series standings and collects all angler results. If you're interested in setting up a free team or club or in hosting a tournament on the Fishing Chaos app, please contact fishingchaos.com or call Jesse Wilson at 256-508-1853. And brought to you by Killer Doc. I hadn't even realized how bad it was. I was cleaning fish on rotten wood, and after cleaning just a few fish, I was filthy, and I had a sunburn. I tried wearing a hat, but it just couldn't keep me cold. And how was I supposed to clean fish without getting messy? Killer Doc brings the upgrade that not only will keep me cool and clean, it will make being on my dock enjoyable again. Killer Dock combines durability, function, and design to uniquely upgrade your entire dock experience. Visit KillerDock.com to check out the greatest fish cleaning station known to mankind. Let's move on to the lily pads. And this is one that's really gotten my interest here because, I mean, we all like fishing topwater, right? And in some of our ponds, it's a challenge. Norman, you know it's a challenge. We've talked about it a lot, but it's like everybody we want the best of both worlds, but it's hard to have that. So in a pond situation, we want that grass or we want those lily pads and we want that cover, but it's like all or none. It's like you, you either treat your pond to with herbicides or put carp in it or you don't. And then it gets overtaken. And, and so it's kind of never been that ha- it's, it's very difficult to have that happy medium where you have a pond that doesn't get taken over in too much weeds or grass or lily pads and then, or it's none. So this solves the problem, Chris. It really does. Um, they're, they're made out of a PVC foam material. It's they're, they're that bright green, like a natural lily pad color. Um, they come in a six pack and you can, uh, drop them in. They, they, uh, we recommend anchoring them with just a half cinder block. And you could drop them in uh, anywhere you want to have that top water, you know, fishing attraction. Uh, they're sold in six packs, and they actually come with a Booyah Pad Crasher uh, Junior fishing lure that comes with it. So when you open them up and drop them in the water, you can start fishing right away. Nice, Norman. What do you love about this product? I know you've talked about it, and and you know, in on the design on all these products. So so, what excites you about this one? Yeah, well, like what you're like what you were saying, it, it, it's hard to have natural vegetation that surface 
vegetation in lakes without you know, it's hard to have a little bit of it and um you know so we have, we have to have customers who just let their lakes get taken over by by stuff because they love to to fish uh, on the surface they love to fish the vegetation the shade and the and the, the ambush points that the vegetation and surface vegetation particularly provides fish is is useful and so this does allow you in those in those lakes we we preach to people all the time look you got to you've got to keep super shallow water is is a no-no because it encourages vegetation you can't have a little bit of it typically and uh so this solves that problem i mean for years and years we have played around with trying to create uh, surface cover and we've had customers that use pieces of plywood with foam insulation glued to the underside of it to keep it suspended you know obviously that kind of unsightly and also uh, eventually even gets waterlogged and sinks to the bottom and but so this is really a, a great solution for topwater uh, action and we've actually uh, got a couple of these things in a lake that I fish fairly frequently and, and it didn't take but just a few days literally to have uh, fish using it you know where we could catch fish and frankly it's you know, it's it's the destination point most days when most afternoons or mornings when we go out. You know, it's let's head to the lily pad. So they they really really work, and they're also just snag proof. You, you'd have to try hard to get tangled up in one of these things, which is even nicer than the natural vegetation. So I th- I think it's a great product. We tend to put ours in relatively shallow water, uh, but theoretically you could put them in as deep as you want. And, you know, I think fish would use them in any water depth. They just, just get tucked right up underneath them. They love the shade, particularly when the water warms up. There can be a lot of difference in temperature from shade to sunlight. And so they're looking for that cool, uh, shady spot. And they'll just they'll lay under there and wait for wait for that frog to come bopping across the top of them. And uh, so I, I love them. I think it's a great product. Now, did you put these in the pond? I know about. I did. Mm-hmm. There's there's uh, four or five of them in there of the of the uh, lily pads. Chris, you know what's a shame about that is that, that is that I don't know they're in there because I hadn't because <laughs> Norman hadn't let me come out there and go fishing lately. So that's uh-huh. that's why I haven't had the opportunity <laughs> to fish around these things. And Norman's being well, selfish. You know. He's being selfish with his pond. Well, now you know the secret. That's right. He don't want me in there. He's scared I'm going to fish his lily pads. That's right. One of the other things that Norman pointed out, which is great, is that they are snag-free, and we include uh, the way you attach them to that anchor point, which is you know a half cinder block or, or something else, is uh, we, we designed and sourced this marine bungee cord. So it expands and contracts. So as the water level, if you get a big rain, and your lake goes up a little bit, those lily pads just maintain the floating on the surface. So if you get a little w- drop in your water level, uh, they're going to always stay there. And then we, we came up with this uh, buoyant tubing that we uh, provide also with the six-pack. So when you tie them off and get them ready to anchor out there, you slide this snag-free tubing down the line, tie it off, and when you put them in the water, that tubing floats up to the top right underneath the lily pad and uh, helps prevent, you know, hooking the line uh, with your lure. And they kind of pivot and turn. If you overcast, they'll turn and and, um, let you, you know, get your line through. So they're very, very fishing friendly. Yeah, I, I absolutely. I can I can see that. That's that's very cool. And and we transition, you know, from from the single lilies, uh, lily pads to you also have a product called fishing lilies, which appears to be multiple pads all linked together. And to me, that boy, that's a that's a good looking product. Thank you. Yes, it, same same material, uh, same concept, top water, but it is a cluster. It really uh, is more of a natural design that you'd see out there in the in the you know natural environment, and so it simulates a, an entire cluster of lily pads, and it provides some extra edge to it, which um, what I've been told, and, and Norma could speak to this, but. Um, the fish seem to like, you know, uh, more edge and, and bass in particular 
I'm not sure about crappie, but that's a big benefit. And people love that, that fishing lily because of the extra edge that it provides. Yeah, I can see that. That is a, uh, that's a cool looking product there. All the products that we've discussed so far, but you know, we think about pines and in private pines and in private smaller lakes and stuff, and is you know kind of Norman's bread and butter and and how ideal these products are for that scenario. But you know, I was I was down at Lake Martin uh, last weekend, and uh, you know, of course, every house has a dock, and the dock creates a little bit of structure but you're standing on top of the dock most of the time you're walking around on it which is not advantageous for the fish to be under it but these would be amazingly good products to put out around your dock whether it's lay lake or logan martin or you know any of our giant lakes we have around the state these would be really good products for for dock fishing for sure yeah they they offer a target you know they they create targets for casting and it just makes fishing a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so fish grass. This is this is another really cool looking product. Uh, so so let's dive into that one, Chris. Uh, again, uh, working with Norman and, and and talking about vegetation, invasive vegetation, and in, in ponds and lakes, came up with a way to uh, create this artificial grass. It's uh, it's made out of a polymer material. It's buoyant. It floats. Uh, they're grass strands or strips of them that are 16 inches wide. Uh, they, they mount to a, just a, a 16 inch square platform with uh, what we call uh, automotive fasteners. They're just a plug and play, push them in and they, they're, they're attached. So there's again, no tools required, quick, easy assembly. Um, you attach them, they have a, a Velcro strip. You attach them to a, a paved stone paver and drop them in. And so they're 16 inch square vegetation and you can create, again, there's a six pack of them and you can create this aquatic vegetation. We, we have them available in two foot links and then also for deeper water, four foot links. And you drop them in and they're just instant vegetation. You can put them in, um, you know, shallow water, uh, snag free uh, material. So you can drag your lure right through them. And it just makes a great fish hangout. Yeah, and and Norman, have you uh, have you had the chance to fish around any of these yet? Yeah, I have. And 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 again, when when I years ago when when I fell in love with topwater fishing and frog fishing, we we'd go out to the lakes and fish vegetation that was much closer resembled the fish grass really than than even the lily pads. I mean, lily pads are are sort of scarce in the areas where where we would fish uh, when I was a kid, but there was a lot of shoreline vegetation, uh, willow weed and things that emergent type grass. And so they, you know, I was obviously familiar with, with how attractive that was to, to fish and bass in particular. And so, yeah, another, another way to kind of have your cake and eat it too. You know, shoreline vegetation is, uh, can be very challenging to control uh, in in a pond, and more often than not, you get uh, that stuff starts out in the margins and it begins to creep and become more and more prevalent to the point where it begins to choke off areas, particularly if there's open expanses of, of shallow water, and you get to a point where you're you're forced to either use chemicals to control it or or, or grass carp to control it or both. And, you know, you get to a point where you almost have to decide, do I want to, do I want to kill this stuff and get rid of it? Or, or do I want to live with, with it choking my lake off? So obviously these things, uh, you don't have any of that dilemma. So you, you put it where you want it and, uh, it's there forever and, uh, and it'll, and it attracts fish and you can fish it just like you do stands of natural vegetation. It's a wonderful product. Norman, when you put a product like this out, let's just say the 24 inch one right here, the 20, you know, it's, it's, this grass floats up 24 inches high from the bottom. Do you want to put this out to where it comes all the way to the top? Do you kind of want it where it's, you know, a couple inches, maybe a foot from the top? How do you like it? Yeah, I, I think either or, uh, you know, I, I like fish 
exposed vegetation, uh, you know, and and I'm amazed at how shallow, particularly if there's some cover, these bass, even big bass, will get in the in the in the heat of the summer. Even I, I just never cease to amaze me. We go out and electrofish these lakes, and and you know you're 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 shocking around in two and three foot water depth, and uh, you know of course in open water you don't see much, but then you hit a a stump or 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 some some structure item, a mat of vegetation, and it's just full of fish. So. You know, I, I don't think it really matters uh, the the depth. Um, you, know, you want to take full advantage of uh, the length of the the blades. You don't want to have it matted necessarily matted laying on the surface in a foot of water, but um, putting it having it suspended or, or having it two or three feet under the surface uh, it, it doesn't doesn't bother the fish at all. They certainly use it either way. Yeah. You know, I would I would think that in just depending on the clarity of the water and things like that, it'd be nice to have it coming with a, at least a couple inches from the surface. That way you can see it, right? And no, so you can see it, sure. Yeah, yeah, and then you can fish around it. That's right. And and you can also cut that material real easy with scissors. So if you wanted, we've had a couple of, of guys mention that they wanted it to just lay up, you know, a couple inches on the surface, and it was about three feet of water, and they just – took a four foot piece and, and trimmed it down a little bit. So it was, you know, they could see where that, that structure was, but laying on top of the water, just, just a little bit. So you can cut it to length, you know, depending on your particular application. Great idea. And the, and both of these come, it comes in 24 or 48 links and both of them come in packs of six, right? That's correct. Yes, sir. So they, uh, they come in six packs. Uh, so you've got, uh, uh, quite a bit of surface area there that you can cover with uh, with just one package, one six pack. Heck yeah, I like it. I like it. All right, let's let's now this this next product is is definitely one that's got my curiosity, Pete, because I've never seen anything like it. Uh, I've never even heard. I didn't even know this existed. And this is the spawning colony. So uh, Chris, kind of introduce us to the spawning colony. Sure. Well, this is about a three-foot round device that you place on the bottom of the lake. And bluegill and bass and other fish, they, they tend to want to uh, have some gravel area, you know, where they can mm-hmm. attach their eggs. And if you look at these spawning beds that, that, are, that bass or a bluegill create in the natural environment, they're just a round circular bed of gravel, essentially. And uh, but a lot of lakes don't have that. They're silted up, and they don't have the gravel. And if you dump the gravel, it gets spread out over time and silted on top. And so what we did was we designed this spawning colony, which there it's a three foot round device that's elevated up off the surface by about six inches. And so you can put your gravel in there, have them on the bottom. And the fish will utilize those to attach their eggs and spawn on these devices. And in addition to the spawning feature in the raised area, what we did was we designed fish slots uh, so that when the fry, uh, when they when they hatch, they can escape into the base of the spawning colony. Because what happens in a lot of cases is that uh, fish predators will be there ready to poach those fry as they hatch. And so this gives them a chance to grow a little bit bigger and escape from predators. And, and that's that's all built into this one product. I would think that would be huge, Norman. And because, you know, we've talked about it uh, so many times on here before, me and you have, uh, about especially with lakes that may be a little overpopulated, right? And um, have too many predator fish in it. It's like they, the, the fish starve to death all year. They're not eating and not enough to eat. And then all of a sudden what is in their spawns and they eat them like popcorn and then they're gone. Mm-hmm. And so they're eating all that fry. And this gives them a legit place to as soon as they hatch, they they can go right under that into these slots and be protected for a little while at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean that's that's the life cycle of a of a the a, a bluegill fry, right? They they're born into a, a world full of everything eats me, and so you know they're immediately looking for a way to escape 
uh, predation, even from other bluegill. You know, every, pretty much everything eats them. So that's a lot of times you'll uh, you get into a heavily vegetated or dense cover area, and and you'll and that's where those fry gravitate to. You know, they're, they're and the reason they're there, there's food there to some extent, but they're really looking for an area, a safe haven, way to get away from predators, particularly when they're when they're very, very young, very small, or pretty much defenseless. Yeah, so this uh, at least this gives them a chance to grow a little bit and hopefully have and a little higher know, survival rate. Like Chris said, fish are particularly bass and bluegill are extremely adaptive in terms of their ability to spawn in a in a wide range of conditions. So, the majority of the lakes that we do with this, Chris alluded to, they after a few years, in particular, they get they get silted in, particularly in the shallow areas, which more conducive to spawning areas where they get a little more direct sunlight the water gets a little warmer and and so these fish will, will find these areas and they'll and they'll do their best to expose uh some sand or gravel uh but over time these lakes do they get silted in and 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 so they're kind of forced to spawn on just sort of a, a muddy bottom and it's really not detrimental to them but it's also not preferred and so when you add a gravel pea gravel or uh, even just crushed rock uh, to an area and, and we've done this you know just dumped it in along the edges uh, in, in some cases uh, the fish will come find it and they'll use their, their fins they fan off the tiny silt particles and expose that gravel that that solid bottom and and they'll and they love to lay their eggs right there in that clean uh, gravel and so this is a way to, they'll come back and use these things year after year after year. And they'll come clean them back off the next year and, and, and use them all over again. And that's where you get areas in lakes that are, that are just the typical bluegill spawning bedding areas. And it's because they found something in terms of water depth and bottom substrate that they like. And there's no doubt they'll, they'll, they'll find these things and, and utilize them. All right, guys, let's take a few more minutes and hear from this week's sponsors. L&M Marine has something for everyone, from small hunting boats, pontoon boats, to bigger bay boats, offshore boats, and hybrids. L&M Marine LLC prides itself on its customer service and knows how important it is to be taken care of and to have someone you can trust. They are locally owned and regularly support the community. L&M Marine provides superior customer service and has an entire team that consists of professional sales members, financial experts, service technicians, and a knowledgeable parts and accessory staff to support you. Go visit their friendly, reliable, and experienced staff now locally owned six miles north of I-10 on 34600 Highway 59 in Stapleton, Alabama, or call 251-937-1380. And brought to you by Bucks Island. Bucks Island has been in business since 1948 for all of your new and used boat needs, as well as motor sales and services, and now they have a pro-level tackle store. Boat and motor trade-ins are welcome. Visit them online at bucksislands.com or give them a call at 256-442-2588. What's the best way to put this product out? Do you put the artificial beds down and then put the gravel on top of it, or do you put the gravel on top of it and then... Is there a way to lower it? Yes, so that's a great question. And like Norman said, the preferred depth is, you know, two to three feet or so. You don't want to put these very deep. They like that to have that sunlight. And and so um, once you find a, a level area, these can also be connected together and they're available. They're sold in a six pack. So fish tend to, you'll, you'll see, you know, a colony, yep. they call them spawning colonies and they, they spawn together in an area. And so they can be connected together. Um, but two ways, one is uh, three, really three ways. There's one that, that we've seen where uh, you just wade out there in that, in, that, in that shallow depth and you can pour the gravel, set these up on the bank and pour your pea gravel in there in the, in the top. It, they, each one holds about a half a bag or so of, of pea gravel and just wade them out there and lower them slowly, just lower them into place. They're weighted real well. They're not going to go anywhere and just drop them in, you know, around each other. And then the other way I've seen is 
lower the device, uh, the, 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 the product into the water, um, and then pour the gravel into it just right there in, a, in the shallow depths. And then a third way is we thought, what if you can't do that or wait out there, or want to wait out there? What what other ways could we come up with? And so we designed a way to, we, we added some holes in the top uh, right around where that gravel is. There's four holes that go through and you can pass a rope, two ropes through and keep it level and run those ropes through and, and lower it into the water and then just release the rope on one end and pull it through. And so you can actually keep it level and lower it into the water if you wanted to deploy them off of a boat or off of a dock, for example, you could do it that way as well. Norman, obviously this is something that's very good for the bluegill and, and, and brim, shell cracker, whatever it may be, but is this something that bass would also utilize? Yeah, prob- probably uh, probably so. There's no reason why they wouldn't use them to, to spawn on them. But, but more than that, you can bet that bass are going to be hanging around them. And, oh, yeah. You know, just like bass hanging around bluegill beds. So, but, yeah, there's no reason to think that, that bass would not spawn in them as well. Of course, bass typically spawn ahead of the bluegill anyway. Right. Uh, so it, would be, it wouldn't be out of the realm to have bass spawn in them and then have bluegill come and spawn on top of them they they certainly utilize beds year after year after year you know fish will come they'll kind of silt in a little bit or get covered up a little bit and you'll see those fish in the springtime you know they they work hard to clean out their beds um look like you can see sometimes when the sun hits it just right and shallow clear enough water you see like a honeycomb structure particularly with bluegill they'll have you know 30 40 50 of them in a in a small area you know almost attached to one another like chris is saying you could you could put six packs of these things and uh, you know link together and that, and that, that's just a, a defense mechanism you know to make themselves look bigger and have a bigger presence and hopefully help to discourage predators you know from coming around them yeah well just looking through your whole bag of, of items that you have here, you know, I love the fishability of them, the fish attractiveness, the ability to attract fish to them, whether it's the grass or the lily pads or the fish pyramid. But I think it's really cool that you guys have, have thought ahead on this thing, not just to create products that we can fish around and that'll hold fish, but just like, you know, I'm looking at this picture of that submerged pyramid right now with the, with the slits in it, gives the smaller fish uh, and a place to hide so that they can get a little bit larger and, and, and be even better quality food for our bass. That's exactly right. And everything we do uh, that's designed underwater, the, the spawning colony, the pyramid, the grass, the platform that the grass is attached to, it all has texture. And the reason we did that was to help foster the growth of algae and phytoplankton and other, you know, it, it, it's, it also ends up being the serves as a food source for the fish. So you're not only creating a, a conservation, you know, aspect to it where fish can get in and take refuge from the predators, but it, but it's also a shade source. So, it, you know, provides uh, the attraction aspect of it and, uh, and then also serves as a food source for the fish, for the little guys. And all of these are really designed to be used together. So you could have your, your spawning colony with your escape habitat for the fry and nearby have some grass and, and, the, and the pyramid so that they could uh, move around and take refuge and really, you know, give us, gives them a chance to, to grow into a, a bigger fish with, with you know, provide some, some protection from these predators. Yeah, I, I love it, man. Y'all put a lot of thought into all these products. It's very clear. And uh, of course, Norman and Auburn University probably had a lot to do with that as well. Not taking away from you, Chris. You probably did. No, yourself, they did. But... <laughs> no, absolutely. It's it's a um, it's a, a group effort, and and really put a lot of great minds together to to create this product line. Well, Norman, I'm gonna kind of go a different direction with this because I, I I know that there's another love you have besides bass fishing and turkey hunting which i know i know you love both those but you you like to go out there offshore a little bit and in salt water and uh, uh snapper fish and all that is there plans in the future for you guys to develop some saltwater type attractants to hold fish 
Well, yeah, I, you know, I, I, mentioned, I mentioned this to Chris uh, at one point a while back, and I don't know he he can he can address that, but uh, certainly that has become extremely popular in the Gulf of Mexico in areas of the Gulf where we fish. There's literally thousands, or maybe tens of thousands, heck, hundreds of thousands of private artificial reefs, and some of them are not all that big. You know, it's amazing. I'm 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 blown away by. You put something out there in that aquatic desert where there's just nothing, nothing but sand, and uh, and it just immediately attracts fish. But um, you know, I don't, I don't know whether Chris and them have plans to do that, but it's certainly effective uh, offshore. Oh, I, I think absolutely that's something that we do want to look at, and and we have some other designs that we're exploring, and and so lots of opportunity. Um, not just in the freshwater realm, but but definitely saltwater and fish attractants in particular, and habitat in general. You bet. We used to take, uh, and again, years back. It's been a few years since I've done it, but and uh, I don't want to incriminate myself. I'm not sure what the what the, the regulations are now about this, but <laughs> but uh, but the, the the triple tails, the blackfish, would come up into Mobile Bay and usually in July and August and just a whole bunch of fun to catch and they're great to eat and they really orient to uh, shallow water cover and these things uh, uh you we'd go out in the bay again pretty much devoid of anything out there you know for miles square miles and, and you could put these uh ply pieces of plywood you know with with insulation get them to float and anchor them to the ground and 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 in no time at all, you know, these uh, triple tails would come up and 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 orient to them. And of course, they're looking to <clears throat> it would attract bait fish, which is what attracted them. And and uh, so the shrimp trawlers didn't really appreciate us doing that as much, and they they didn't last long because a, a trawl would would rip them right out right out of the right right out of the bay. But yeah, fish. Orient to cover. There's no no, no question, question about that. They yeah. do it for a variety of reasons, and they all do it. They're either looking to to get away from being eaten, or to put themselves in a position to ambush something to eat, or to protect themselves from the, from the elements, either the sunlight, or to find a little bit of a, a thermal refuge in the in the heat of the summer. So they they do it for a, a wide range of reasons. They and they might uh, utilize it to, for spawning. You know, one thing we didn't even touch on is we stock a lot of threadfin shad into uh, lakes uh, all over the southeast, and threadfin shad are just a, a great source of food for bass. And and unlike bluegill and bass, uh, threadfin shad actually, and, and there are a lot of species that do this. They have their their eggs are sticky. They're, they eject their eggs and they and they stick to some sort of substrate. And they'll do it in on on sticks and and, and brush tops and things. But they'll also get up in the on the edges where there's a little bit of vegetation, and they'll spawn right in that vegetation in that grass. And the, their eggs will actually stick to it with that adhesive. And so you know, again, there's there's lots of reasons that fish are looking for these sorts of items and uh and and they're always going to seek them out and uh and utilize them uh throughout the season throughout the year very cool stuff man well well obviously one important question chris for our listeners is if they want to find out more about this they want to know where they can order it uh take a look at the products uh what's the best way where do they need to go to to look at the products and and how do they find a dealer in their area well, right now, they're only available through a select group of dealers like Southeastern Pond Management. And so uh, we recommend that you reach out to your lake manager and Southeastern Pond Management in particular. And they can go and find out more about them, see the photos, and, and learn more about the product uh, at the website texasanglerproducts.com. That's texasanglerproducts.com. And there's also a dealer locator there they can uh click a button and, and put in their address, uh, location, and uh, we'll get them in touch with the closest dealer. And, and Norman, let them know how to reach you because 
there's very few dealers out there that have this product available and, and Southeastern Pond is is our premier partner in this and they they are the ones that we would recommend, you know, reaching out to and they can have it they'll have it available and, and even come out and install it, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll 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 definitely get get Norma's contact on here as well for people to reach out to. But hey, congratulations, Chris. Y'all have created a, an incredible several incredible products that answers a lot of the questions and, and, and addresses a lot of the issues that we have in our ponds throughout the Southeast and across the United States. Man, I'm excited to see where this thing goes for y'all. I know it's, I know they're going to be amazingly successful products for you, and uh, congratulations on it, brother. Well, thank you, Brian. Sure appreciate you having me on today, and thank you, Norman. Really enjoyed visiting with you guys today. Absolutely, man. Well, look, we'd love to have you back on soon and uh, maybe get some updates. If you guys update your products and, and, and continue to develop new products, feel free to reach out to me or to Norman and let's get you back on again, brother. For sure. We appreciate that very much. Thank you, Brian. Yes, sir. All right, guys, let's just take a few moments and hear from some of this week's sponsors. A few minutes, uh, a few minutes. break and hear from some of this week's sponsors. North Alabama is the place to go for your next fishing expedition. North Alabama is home to eight picturesque lakes, Pickwick, Wilson, Wheeler, Weiss, Smith, Neely Henry, Lake Gunnersville, and Bear Creek Lakes. Each lake is well-stocked with a variety of fish, and in North Alabama, fishing is great year-round. For more information, visit www.northalabama.org and click on Plan to download a North Alabama fishing guide and brought to you by OutdoorAlabama.com. That's where I learned the basics of how to hunt and fish, including what's in season and which license to buy. Learn more at OutdoorAlabama.com. Go hunt, go fish, get outdoors. This message was brought to you by the Alabama Department of Conservation and Natural Resources. All right, guys, welcome back to the show. Norman, great stuff right there, man. I mean, it's, it's so cool to see a company that's known for, I mean, quality, quality products, right? And get into this world and uh, the fishing side and, and create, there again, quality products, lifetime products that uh, will enhance our fishing. Absolutely. And not a better group out there than the folks at Texas Hunter Products. They're just stand behind what they do and a bunch of great folks been in the hunting and fishing industry for a long, long time. And we're, we're tickled that, that they've come out with this line of products. We feel we're really excited about them, plan to, to put out quite a, quite a few of them over the coming months and years. Well, and, and, you know, from, from a pond management standpoint, which is you'll, what you do every day, you know, you, you get calls, I'm sure all the time surrounding cover and whether it's getting rid of cover that's two prong right people either want to get rid of it or they want to add it and adding cover can get tricky it can get very labor intensive which is price right because you're charging i mean y'all more labor intensive and more time stuff takes uh the more charge i'm sure there is for it but how are these products going to fit in to your everyday world yeah, when I when when Chris and I started uh, brainstorming about about these products, the two things I said were most important to us from a, a pond management company perspective was ease of deployment and quality of material. In other words, I wanted something that that we could put out reasonably easily to keep the deployment cost, the labor cost down, uh, and something that would last a lifetime. Uh, because I have spent and we have spent hundreds, thousands of hours over 30 some odd years filling buckets, cementing Christmas trees into buckets and and, and bamboo poles and uh, brush tops and you name it. I mean, we put virtually anything and everything into, into lakes to add cover and, and habitat. And you know, as well as I do, just like you were alluding to your, to your crappie guide, uh, you know, 12 or 18 months later, they're gone or at least for all intents and purposes, they're gone. So um, what they did at Tech Center was take the very best materials they could find that they could ensure that would last a lifetime. And they built them in such a way that they're light enough, 
to to ship around the country <laughs> to ship them to us and to make them relatively easy to deploy to assemble and deploy not just for you guys but for the fishermen too right um, absolutely i know like that, absolutely like my dad a crappie fisherman I, i've seen him some pictures of stuff that tony's done and and he's like, my goodness, I don't have any way to do that. I don't have a way to transport yeah. that stuff, or I don't have a, I don't have a boat. I, I got a little John boat. I don't have a boat that I can put all that big stuff in and safely get That's it out right. there to where I want to create a bed, uh, or create even habitat. Have a, even if you're willing to spend 20 hours to do it, right. Do you, do you even have the resources to do it? So, right. So these were the things that we talked about and, I think they hit a home run. You know, we spend we spend day after day after month after month figuring out ways to make these lakes productive. And you and I have talked about this numerous times before. And everybody focuses on how do we grow bigger fish, produce more fish, make them grow faster, keep them healthy, keep the lake in balance, on and on and on. And all those are obviously cornerstone inputs. Those are those are those are important, but what we sometimes forget is what we're why we're growing these things. We're growing them to catch them. To catch them. And so, so this is this is a, a concept. Uh, this is a an effort designed aimed at increasing catchability, in making the lake uh, angler friendly, and to where I can target fish in these areas and. I can just promise you, they utilize these things. I've seen it firsthand, not that I ever had any doubt, because fish orient to, to structure and cover, like we talked about, for a wide range of reasons. But uh, these things work, and uh, and I think they'll be folks will be really pleased if they if they give it a try. Well, good stuff, man. It's 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 awesome to see new products come out that that help us with with catching fish, whether it's lures or whether it's structure or. Or whatever it is, I saw it. You're right. We can concentrate on the growing, concentrate on having everything else right, and the water quality, and all those things you mentioned. But at the end of the day, we want to catch fish, and uh, and that's what this is going to help you do. So Norman, if somebody is interested in one of these products, they want to talk to you about uh, uh, about your opinions on the products or talk to you about coming to their lake to help put them out or any other pond management question that they may have, what's the best way for them to contact you? Best way to get me is uh, just directly on my cell phone. Uh, that number is 205-288-1371, 205-288-1371. And they can always visit our website and run us down that way. And that's sepond.com sepond.com good stuff norman as always brother we appreciate it we've enjoyed our time together and uh look forward to talking to you again soon my friend yep same here brian take care all right guys let's take a few more minutes and hear from a couple more of this week's sponsors all right guys welcome back to the show i told y'all it was going to be a great show and it was really appreciate chris with uh texas hunter products being on here we all know their products from the hunting industry know their quality and to see them dive into the fishing world and create things that at the end of the day make it easier for us to catch fish it's just just good stuff man it's lifetime stuff you put it out forget about it and uh and move on always love having norman on uh his expertise is as good as anybody in the country that's for sure he knows it and manages a lot of water around our state and so if you ever have questions please feel free and look man you've heard me say it on here you don't have to call norman just to hire him to do a job for you if you've got a question about your pond call norman he'll he'll answer the phone and he'll talk to you about it and offer all the advice that he can give so don't be bashful on reaching out to norman that's all i'm saying anyway folks that is going to wrap up the show for this week if you're enjoying the podcast please take a minute to subscribe rate and review us wherever you listen to the podcast and if you'd like us to email you the podcast just text the word fishing to 314-665-1767 and we will email you the show each and every week stay safe on the water guys look forward to talking to y'all again soon this week's alabama freshwater fishing report was brought to you by 
OutdoorAlabama.com. That's where I learn the basics of how to hunt and fish, including what's in season and which license to buy. Learn more at OutdoorAlabama.com. Go hunt. Go fish. Get outdoors. This message was brought to you by the Alabama Department of Conservation and Natural Resources. And brought to you by the Hunting Exchange. Hunting Exchange is an app for iOS and Android that gives you a one-stop shop to buy and sell your hunting gear. So head on over to the App Store or Google Play and experience a new hassle-free way to buy and sell hunting gear by downloading the Hunting Exchange app today. And brought to you by BoatersList.com. Locate anything from fuel docks to service repairs or rentals of large yachts or even paddle boats and all things in between at VotersList.com. They will always strive to make it better on the water. And by Photonist Defense is proud to offer the PD Pro line of night vision systems. These ultralight, ultra-compact night vision systems deliver the cleanest image, best resolution, smallest, most transparent halo, and best overall performance and function of any night vision system available. Photonist Defense, masters of darkness. And also brought to you by Hilton's Real-Time Navigator. Make the choice that professional captains all over the Gulf make and choose Hilton's Real-Time Navigator. The easy-to-use interface and excellent customer service will have you on the fish every time you go. Check it out at hiltonsoffshore.com. And brought to you by Fish Bites. Ready to go when you are, regardless of when you're ready to go fishing. This bait stays on the hook and the fish stay on the bait. Check them out, fishbites.com.